Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have singer and songwriter Clark Beckham. Clark shares his incredible journey from being the first runner-up on American Idol to writing his new album, Lightyear. Clark will inspire you to follow your dreams no matter what. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I have one of my favorite contestants of all time on American Idol. It is Clark Beckham. Hi, Clark. Hey, man. That's such a nice intro. Thank you. It's true. Your voice is killer. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Um, Listen, you have had an extraordinary career. You were first runner-up of season 14 on American Idol. You have a new album coming out. How did you feel on American Idol? Did you feel like you were making a difference? Did you feel like you were influential. Tell me about that. I loved my time on American Idol, how I felt about American Idol while I was on it. I thought I was giving, or I was hoping that I was giving a little bit more attention to musicality rather than just vocals. Uh, But also I rearranged almost every song that I performed in my own way. And I played piano or guitar in almost every song and changed some things. Ricky Minor, the MD, probably the greatest MD of all time, and that's not just me saying that. Retha Franklin has said that. She was a mentor on the show, and she said, this guy's the greatest of all time. With her arm around him, I was like, oh, okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When I was arranging songs, people were like, be careful. Ricky does not like it when you change chords. But Ricky and I got along very, very well, and really – Ricky just doesn't like when you change chords because you don't know what the chords are supposed to be. You know what I mean? But if you change chords with purpose to give a different feel to something, a different atmosphere of a song that can communicate the message of the song in a deeper way or a different way, he's all about it. I mean, he's a brilliant arranger himself. So that's what I did. And uh, I felt like I was given a little bit of the musician side of things on the show and just... I mean, I, I was really just focused on trying to sing my face off every day, you know, every week, just trying to kill it. That was really my main focus. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being on the show? Um, this is going to sound funny. I think the biggest misconception is that the show is a misconception. <laughs> what I mean by that is most people watch the show and then they ask me after, like, so what was it really like? I bet it wasn't like what I saw. Like, I bet Hollywood Week isn't that crazy i bet the judges are this i bet this and that i bet it's it's like honestly from someone who was on it for the entire duration of the show i was the very first contestant of the first day of the very first city of auditions they started in nashville i was the first contestant on the first day so that was the very first contestant the judges saw all the way to the very end of the finale a year later someone who was on it the whole time pretty much what you see is what's going on if anything, Hollywood Week is a little bit more crazy than it looks like. Because it, I think it's it's three days long. I mean, it lasts like f- three weeks on TV because it's three, four different episodes. It lasts for like three days. I think I got about as much or more sleep than anybody that I know in Hollywood Week. And I got, I think, four hours of sleep in 72 hours. Whoa. And so it is the real deal. Um, but they don't, they don't really have to fake much there's some b-roll moments that are a little fake like there are moments like hey listen uh you're gonna go to nashville on a private jet for this thing and da 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 and we're like all excited and they're like 
okay, cameras are here. We're going to tell you that again. Pretend you're just hearing it for the first time. And I'd be like, why didn't you just for real tell us for the first time on it? So like moments like that are very rare, but that stuff happens. Other than that, I mean, the show's pretty much what you see. Let's talk about your haters. <laughs> okay. How did you first hear them and how do you deal with them? I am so excited to tell the story. Um, there's this one lady, and I. it's probably good that I can't remember her name, uh, <laughs> although I would be smart enough not to say her name. But she would DM me on Twitter, and I'd get a lot of DMs on Twitter and Instagram things, and I typically just wouldn't look at them at all because there's a lot, and I just had other things to do. I just didn't look at them. But sometimes I'd go through, and I'd reply to some. And I replied to this one lady, and she was just saying something like, Love your music, you're great, love your heart, da 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 something, something, something nice, you know. I replied, thank you so much, exclamation mark. That was it. Months go by. I come back to the, my DMs randomly to look, and somehow she's right at, there at the top, except she's typing in all caps. Uh-oh. And I'm like, interesting. So I open this thing up, and apparently she replied, like, immediately when I said thank you so much and expected me to continue the dialogue with her. Well, after like six months of quote unquote ignoring her, which of course I wasn't, I just, I just don't look at DMs that I just haven't. She had like 14 or 15 different paragraphs of messages throughout the time where she would go into, yeah, so how is it after Idol? Hello? Seriously, you're not going to talk to me? And then she would say things like, I can't believe you don't even care about your fans. No wonder you lost. Oh. Nick Fratiani, who won my season. Nick Fratiani is the true American idol. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tell your mother and father I said hello. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is going on? And then it ended in my all-time favorite anything I've ever received in a DM. The last thing she said was, I hope I can get this right in an order. She said, Scott Borchetta was right. You're going to go back to playing on the streets, which Scott did not say. He kind of alluded to in this one thing, but said, Scott Bruschetta was right. You're going to go back to playing on the streets. <laughs> no wonder your girlfriend left you, <gasps> you gay boy. Oh, no. Which my girlfriend, I didn't have a girlfriend, and <laughs> my girlfriend did not leave me. Like, the past girlfriend I had did not. Li- so I was just like, okay, I don't know where you got that. You gay boy. Okay, I'm not gay either. Uh, let's <laughs> continue. You sing like a goat. No wonder you lost. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever received. <laughs> and we actually, the top five, we actually have a text chain, and we would screenshot these types of things and send it because we just really enjoyed it. And so that was, that was, that was a hater. Honestly... Nick Fradiani actually said it the best. He said he saw a tweet one time, two tweets. He just looked at his mentions and saw one tweet said, Nick Fradiani is easily the greatest singer of all time. And the next, the next tweet said, let's be honest, Nick Fradiani is the worst singer that was ever on Idol. Oh. So he's like, okay, both are wrong. Okay, so they're two different things. One saying I'm the greatest of all time, not true. One saying the worst, I'm the worst of all time, not true. So you kind of take those and you just throw it all out, you know. So for me personally and us, when we go on Idol and we get so much of that, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a lot easier for us than maybe others. But it, it 
It's She's funny that you say that because I, I just interviewed an influencer. She's only 16. She has 26 million followers on all Sheesh. platforms. And I asked her basically the same question, how to deal with your haters. And she goes, I had to get to a place where I realized they're my number one fans because they're taking so much time to still follow me Great point. and to tell me this, this, and this. I'm like, you are a wise girl at your age. Great you know? point. Well, if our fans want more information and follow you on all social media, where do they go? You can go to uh, Clark Beckham is all my social media stuff. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Clark Beckham. Luckily, my mom gave me a unique name that no one else had copped that Instagram handle. And then uh, for tour stuff and, and all other information, it's ClarkBeckham.com. And he's got a brand new album coming out this year. It's called Lightyear. Don't forget to pre-order. And don't forget to also check out his amazing new song, run away. Clark, thanks for being on American Influencer Real Talk. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to my conversation with American Idol's Clark Beckham. I hope this episode has inspired you. You can keep up with our latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now, here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.